All right, welcome to the third episode of the Sell That SaaS podcast. I am super excited to be here with you guys today. And I have a special guest, uh, one of my really best friends in life and also happens to also be a creator. You guys might know him as Morgan Ingram. Uh, Morgan and I went to Portugal together, so we have we have some awesome memories and some good stories. Some great stories. He's overall just such a great guy. I'm really excited for you guys to learn from him today. Um, most of you may already know Morgan, but if you're from TikTok, they may not know who you are. So yeah. there's definitely a little introduction to be had. Um, Morgan is the CEO of AMP. He was at uh, Sell Better by JB Sales, if you guys follow that on LinkedIn. He's got over 150K followers on LinkedIn. He also creates on Instagram and YouTube. So really someone who's been in the software sales space for a while. He's also an SDR manager at Terminus. Yeah. A lot of cool stuff about this guy. He's not So he's a friend, but I'm just really excited for you guys to learn from him today. So Morgan, I'll let you do a quick intro. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so for all of you out there, I started off as an SDR, and um, if you have been in that role before, you know how hard that role is. Yeah. Uh, so I got beat up there, uh, but learned a ton. Became a manager at Thirteen Reps and uh, did a ton of sales training. So I was at GB Sales for about three and a half years. I work with John Barrows. I trained Slack, Google, Snowflake, Zoom, all the big tech companies you could heard of. I've trained their teams all the way from SDRs to enterprise AEs on how to prospect. And today I run AMP and our whole focus is connecting brands with buyers. And we do that through activations and productions, in-person activations, virtual events, and really helping people generate pipeline through the content that they create. Uh, and that's what I've done my entire career. So just that full circle moment. And excited to be with Will here today, a uh, good friend of mine as well. We had a ton of fun in Portugal, but now uh, we're gonna give you some lessons that you can learn and go execute on. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think there's so many things to pull from. And so like for today's podcast, like, you know, we could talk about influence, we could talk about all that stuff, but I think a lot of the the network would love to know just like, not only what it is to break into tech sales, how, but I think from your experience at Terminus as an SDR mm -hmm. to being an SDR manager to training teams, what would you say is one common trait that you notice with you know, yourself or other SDRs that's made them really successful in their SDR to AE journey? Yeah, so I would say overflowing curiosity. That has been the compelling point because if you think about curiosity, it goes into three buckets of success. One is you ask really good questions. If you are curious, you want to find answers. You, In order to find good answers, you have to ask good questions. Mm. Most of things in life that you're trying to uncover is because you're not asking the right questions because you'll be able to find the answers. And so that goes into like making cold calls, being on sales calls. That skill is what you learn, and that's what makes people really successful. Um, number two is they're also really curious to figure out how do I get better at the skill that I have? So they're not just satisfied with, I'm really good at cold calling, that's it. They're like, how do I get better at cold calling, emailing, time management? How do they do everything? And most people don't do that. They just stop at this thing, and they don't want to go on. And then the third bucket of overflowing curiosity mm -hmm. is you're also very curious of learning more about your industry and your customer. So in order to truly be good at sales, you have to understand who your, a lot of people call it buyer persona, avatar. You have to know what that is. If you don't, it doesn't matter how many skills you have, you're not going to be able to correlate and resonate with the people you're talking to. Mm -hmm. So every person that I've seen to be really, really successful, they have an over, overwhelming amount of curiosity. And then obviously with that work ethic, that's a part of it, but it really is actually the curiosity part. 
Yeah, that's well said. I think curiosity comes with uh, actually enjoying what you're doing. Yeah. Because when you enjoy what you're doing, you want to learn more about it and you want to become better. So, Absolutely. So I think that is is on the money. Uh, if you guys don't know this, Morgan and I actually met because my company, Grin, hired uh, JB Sales to yep. train our sales team and Morgan was our sales trainer. Yep. So he taught us on cold calls and I was one of the only ones who spoke up and was like, I'll be a volunteer. Yeah, yeah, no one wanted yeah. to volunteer. I was like, yeah. all right, guys. <laughs> and prior to hiring Morgan, our sales team, uh, we didn't make cold calls. No. Right? And a lot of SDR organizations still don't make cold calls or they didn't make cold calls. So Morgan um, had a lot of great tactical tips that I still remember even, gosh, three and a half years ago when we first met on – like how to like really get better at cold calls, openers. And I think you really focused for us on like the biggest, the biggest issue callers have is like getting, is the opener. Is it like is. what to say when someone picks up the phone. Yeah. I remember you said openers. I still remember. So, hey, am I calling it the absolute worst time right now? <laughs> those type of openers. Are you still using those? Do you have new ones that you recommend? I do. So so the, the cold call opener is interesting. I saw a post the other day, and someone was talking about how permission-based I saw that, aren't. too. <laughs> but at the end of the day, what I, what I have realized is that people just like to say things to say things yeah. just to get traction and engagement. It's part of social media. I get it. But at the end of the day, like as long as you have an intro that you believe in and that's good, that is the crux of it. Okay. You also need a framework that you can repeatedly do no matter what happens. But I, I – j- I'm biased, but I genuinely believe the opener that I have at this point is a foolproof opener. Yeah. There, every avenue, it doesn't matter what they say, will get you to the next step. So I'll explain it. So I've trained on this to thousands of people. And on average, like there's always a 1.5 to 2x conversion rate when people do this. If they actually do it. Now, if you do it and like you don't actually do what I say, then that's that's not my fault. But if you actually do it, I've seen multitude of people be successful. There are certain scenarios where it's not as successful, but that's due to region. And due to the culture. Yeah. So my so this is where it becomes important before I say what I'm going to say. Because I've trained in Latin, um, uh, Europe, uh, the Middle East. I've been to APAC, right? I've been to India. Like, I've been to these places. And so I've, I've seen how actually people like cold call. And I understand the landscape. It goes way beyond than just what the intro I'm going to tell you. So each intro in each region has to be different depending on who you're calling. So my answer will be different if you're listening in. Like, well, Morgan, I call in France. So like, yeah, this probably won't work for you. I mm-hmm. have an answer for you, but this won't work. But let's talk about holistically everyone listening in. It's, it's probably mostly probably, you know, North American base or probably in Europe. This is This has worked really well. And so what I do is called the PLA, um, pleasant laughing arms up. So when I call someone, and I have not changed this because it's just worked wow. so well, is I'll say like, hi, Will. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, look, I know you're call. I know I'm calling out the blue here. However, do you have a few moments to chat? And I put my arms up. Now I'm going to tell you psychologically why this works like so much and why you always win with it. Your goal when you call someone is to what? Schedule a meeting. Sure, sure. Now, some people could be like, well, Morgan, it's to solve a problem. that I, I get that. But you're literally calling because you're trying to schedule a meeting in Ulti- a nutshell. Ultimate right? goal. That's the ultimate goal. I don't know. All the other stuff, like I get that, but you're trying to schedule a meeting. Otherwise, you wouldn't make the call. So the first part is pleasant because I'm now creating a pattern interrupt. I thanked you for taking the call. So in the first 0.5 seconds, you're now like, who is this person? Mm. What's going on? You're going to pay attention more because it's a pattern interrupt. Second part is a laugh. 
Now, you have to practice this laugh because a lot of people, when they do this, they go, they get crazy. They sound like a hyena. They're like, ha, I'm caught up. Like, they sound like the Joker. It's like, bro, like, <laughs> too, relax. Too nervous. Yeah, yeah, like, dude, relax. So I practice this in the mirror. It's a natural laugh. Say, hey, I know I'm calling out the blue here. And and the laugh is to, is to basically create levity and also to call out the situation that, yeah, this is a crazy scenario. Right. Because if you think about cold calling, it is pretty wild. It's wild. You're calling someone out of the blue and you're trying to get time from them, which is the most valuable asset in the world. Think about how crazy that is. They don't know who you are. You call them out of the blue. You have no context on them except for the research you've done. And you're trying to convince them to take 30 minutes to like check out the thing that you're trying to sell them. That is like one of the most hardest, the hardest thing to do ever, right? It's super hard. And so I'm, I'm laughing to be like, hey, this is a little absurd of scenario. Right? So now that they may laugh in return. Then the last part, the arms up, the reason I do the arms up is because now I'm un- I'm unassuming. I'm not I'm not a hostile person. Uh-huh. Right? That's why the police always say put your arms up, right? Put your hands up. Because now you are unassuming. You're not a threat. Yes. That's why they tell you to do it. So I put my arms up because now I am not a threat, right? After I just laugh. So you see how this ties together. After I just laughed, you right. now your levity's down. And then or your lev it's a levity, so your your guard is down. And then now I'm saying, however, do you have a few moments to chat? My arms are up. Now you're like, okay, this person is not trying to like hard sell me, et cetera. And here's the last nuance point. I say moments because moments is ambiguous. So if you say yes, we could talk for five minutes, 10 minutes. There's no barrier on that. I can keep going. Do you have a moment to chat? A moment. A moment is what five minutes 30 minutes who knows right i didn't i didn't specify that's why i personally don't like the 30 seconds well now you're locked down to 30 seconds subconsciously they're in their in their brain they're like okay this is 30 seconds i'm saying moments because we could be talking here forever now here's where a lot of people are gonna be like all right morgan well what if they say no i don't really care if they say no because guess what this is actually gonna still lead me to the meeting that i want this actually is a <laughs> I don't know if y'all saw Yu-Gi-Oh. This is the trap card, right? I, this is a trap card in here that most people don't know about. It's like, I got you on the trap card. So how this works is once they say no, then I'm, I'm actually more fired up. And you're about to, I'm about to tell you why. So I say, I will completely understand um, that you're super busy right now. Um, all I'm asking for is 30 seconds of your time. Boom. And in that 30 seconds, I'm going to explain to you what we do here at Grin. And if that's applicable, then we can put time on the calendar. And if not, you can hang up on me. Now, how does that work? 30 seconds. If someone answers the phone, they have a minimum of about 60 to 90 seconds to listen to you. No one ever answers the phone and doesn't have time. That doesn't make sense. I hope everyone is going to replay what he just said. <laughs> like, logically, it doesn't make sense. No one no one is in the existence of your life. You've never picked up the phone and said, I don't have time for this. You just wouldn't have picked it up. Or yeah. you pick it up to tell someone, I don't have time, and they're a good friend, or your mom or your dad or whatever. But, like, you never have picked up the phone and said, oh, I don't have time for this. You picked up the phone. I didn't force you to pick this up. So the person already baked in has about 60 to 90 seconds automatically. So remember that. So that's why I know at this point of the call, we were about 15 seconds, no, probably 10 seconds into the intro. I know if I get 30 seconds, I still have time for, this is very psychological, but I still have 25 seconds left to schedule the meeting. So like, see how I'm pacing this? No, so if they so say good, no, dude. right? And I said, also, I gave them an out. People always want an out. So I said, hey, if not, you can hang up on me. Right. So in that 30 seconds, you should have a value prop that should be concise enough for there to be interested or not. They say, yes, guess what? You just scheduled the meeting. And I just actually scheduled the meeting faster than if I would have gone through my regular talk track. So I don't care if they say no, yeah, it doesn't matter. I still can progress to a next step. Right. Yeah. So that, that's, that's the reason why 
it will probably be my go-to intro for a very long time until I find something better than that. I, this is so good because everyone is always looking for a good opener and, and an opener uh, sets the tone. It also makes you feel confident as right, you go exactly. into the call. Cause in guys, by the way, like I've been cold calling for six years. I have a script on my desk. I have every, I still have a notebook that I wrote. It says, you know, I, I switch it up sometimes, but like I've recently been trying the Tom Slocum opener just yeah. this week. It's like, Hey, what's going on, Morgan? It's Will Ed Grin. How have you been? Yeah. I don't like, like Tom's opener. You don't? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm <messing with> Tom. <laughs> hey, we're all, Tom, Morgan, and I are all friends. Yeah, we're all friends. It's good. You actually got me there for a second. I was like, oh. <laughs> no. I said, I, I must be doing a trash opener. <laughs> Sorry, shout Tom. Out, hey, shout out to Tom. Shout out hey, to Tom. Hey, shout out to Tom for sure. He's the man. He dropped that cold call track. And, um, you know, I, I've, I, I write it down. Like, so what Morgan said, if you guys replay it, like, feel free to take out a notebook, write it down, have it on your desk, because I think there's nothing worse than when you're making cold calls and you get past the opener and you're like, oh, what do I say next? Yeah. Right? It's like, you have to have a, hey, the reason I was reaching out is X, Y, and Z. And be very clear and concise about it. Like, I'm, I personally, when I make cold calls, I try and go warm to cold. So what I mean by that is I'll call, I'll call closed lost accounts yep. in my CRM. And I'll, I'll do like a very simple opener. So, I'll, you know, you could use the, hey, how have you been? Uh, especially if it's closed lost, you can kind of just state the software and be like, hey, this is Will. Like, hey, hey, Sarah, this is Will from Grin. Like, how are you? And, you know, she'll be like, oh my gosh. Like, cause she already knows the software, even if they did cancel. And I'll pretty much just say like, hey, I, the reason why I was reaching out is um, it's been about a year since you guys canceled with us. We're working with a lot of brands in your space who are actually coming back to Grin and renewing and was curious if Grin is something that's being rediscussed and just like pause. So that is, to me, it's still a cold call. You're not expecting it. Right. But you're going kind of warm to like, I'm. they have no idea who I am. Like those, those calls are a little bit harder. But I loved Morgan's opener. I loved the psychology behind it. So I would say try it. Like there's there's never like a silver bullet when it comes to openers. No, there isn't. But like I would definitely like how many how many cold calls would you say someone would need to kind of give themselves a good A B test to really see if it baseline, works? Baseline, my baseline is you need at least you need at least a hundred baseline conversations to get a pulse connect. Text. Connects. Yeah. Not like you made a hundred calls and like because you didn't say anything yet. <laughs> right. But a hundred conversations and you would have a really good pulse check. It also depends on your industry. Let's say if you were like getting fewer calls, probably 50, but that's like minimum. You're not gonna be able to figure it out like five, 10, 50. You need like minimum 50 conversations to like really get a gauge on it. 100 is optimal for most things, but 50 is like your go-to. And just feeling more comfortable yeah. with, with the track, actually seeing results that it works. What would you say right now in the industry is the connect rate? Oh man, it's like super low. It's really? Like, yeah, it's like, I mean, industry-wide, it's like 0.51% connect or something like that. It's pretty low. It's really it's really that low. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Less it's pretty than one, low. I mean, 1%. somebody can fact check me on that. I'm pretty confident that's what it is right now. Um, but again, it also is different depending on what you're doing and what tech you have. That's a baseline industry standard. That's if you don't have like a shout-out to like Orm or something like that. Oh, yeah. Right? If you don't have a power dialer. I would love a tool right? like you, that. Think about Shout-out to another client I have. Um, Cognizant. Like, if you don't have data, right? So it's like... 
people out there are making calls without a power dialer and without appropriate data, your connect rate's gonna be really low. But if you have really good data, you have a power dialer, that can increase to five to 10. So I'm just giving you industry standard overall. This is based on what I've seen, I think from HubSpot, I think this is where they put it out. It will, by the time this comes out, there's gonna be new data because we're getting up into the new year. Yeah. So they're gonna come out with new data. That's gonna be different than what I just told you. But baseline is like 0.5 to about 2%. That's like a baseline yeah. for most connect rates. It could continuously get higher though, if you're doing the right, the right dial system, you have the right data, who are you calling? So for example, if you're calling education, dude, your connect rate's like 80% because like all the numbers are public and they have to answer the phone, right? Mm. It's just different. It depends on what you're calling and what you're doing. That's so true. It is industry by industry, guys. So, you know, what we're talking about is going to be different for each industry. A lot of people who listen to this also are not in software sales, right? They're just in sales mm -hmm. in general and they follow the podcast or they, you know, follow me on TikTok or follow Morgan on LinkedIn for just purely sales advice. So, but at the same time, this opener can be applied to any industry. So this is right. not just, uh, hey, you have to focus on software sales. You can use this for any industry. And I think a lot of people right now, at least my audience and what's been really hot on LinkedIn is like, I'm curious for you just to get your own like take and opinion and what you see in the market. Like, how do you see the trend for cold calls, uh, the cold call volume increasing as we go into 2024? Um, I had a different answer before the Google things came out. I actually thought it was not going to be as high. Really? You think cold fair. calls? No, no. I'm going to tell you. So before the Google thing came out, I thought it was going to start going down a little bit. Okay. Because of Apple spam risk, people are starting to block numbers more, et cetera. Okay. Now I think it will increase because companies are not going to be able to do these crazy email blasts. Big sales teams can't send out as many emails. You have to be more thoughtful. So they're going to have to find out a way to get in front of people. And I think the cold calling volume will increase next year. So tools that are have to correlate with cold calling are going to make a huge push to get more awareness in the market because more people are going to try to figure out how am I going to get in front of somebody and it's going to be calling. So I think calling now due to the news of Google and that trend will actually see an increase across the board. And I put like second channel will be LinkedIn, but LinkedIn has some transparently some cleaning up to do because the spam bops are getting more and more aggressive there. So really when it comes down yeah, to it, cold are. calling will increase and you also have to consider GDPR. So I've read the most of GDPR and it has actually nothing against cold calling. Okay. Cold calling is not in there. That Email's in there. Yeah. LinkedIn, not really, but like there's like nothing on cold calling from what I've seen unless they updated the rules. So cold calling will actually have an increase and a rise because of that. Okay. That's, that's good information to hear because I think... I think people are interested in cold calling. They're yeah. scared of it, but they know that they think that they should do it. So just to kind of give them that knowledge of it is kind of going to be on the rise. It's something mm. that's important in your in your workflow. And um, I also think that just making cold calls, if, if you could, like yesterday I, I said, I'm trying to keep be calm on my uh, cold calls. Yeah. So I was telling Morgan, I there's a whoop feature that you can put like uh, work activity. Like it literally is like high stress work activity. I think cold calls um, sometimes can be high stress for people. So for me, I want to keep my heart rate down. And in an hour, I just set a timer and I made 38 cold calls, had five connects, no meetings booked, but had 38, had 38 calls. And I think if you can kind of just look at that as a purely outbound uh, hour, at least for my, I'm like, wow, I just knocked out 38 in one hour. Like one hour is not that much time. Mm. Like, 
but in, 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 imagine you could do it in two hours. Now you made 75 the day, three hours, you made 150, like, you know, so it's, it is, you do feel somewhat accomplished after you make those. And also just people seeing your number come through on their phone and then the voicemail and then the email after you're kind of all over their inbox, like their phone inbox, their email, their LinkedIn. So it's just kind of being relentless, but relentless with a like a thoughtful approach of you really feel like your software can be a good fit for that brand or that company and you want to work with them. So people are going to remember you. Um, one thing I did want to touch on with you, Morgan, because I think you and I are similar in this, mm -hmm. the use of video. This is like not that talked about in the industry where maybe people are exploring it, but they're using it for follow-ups. They're using it for uh, hello, thanks for connecting videos, but you use it a lot for pitching your own business. Yeah. Like how successful was video for you at, at JB sales? And also how successful is it for you in getting new clients in your own business? Okay. And, and we're talking about because there's two routes to this, the video selling or the video marketing. Um, let's talk about video selling. So pitches you okay. do with someone to introduce them about yeah. your service. So, I'm gonna talk about JB sales first. So when it comes to video, I always think about things that you just mentioned, people that are afraid of. People are afraid of making video, so guess what? You should probably make video, because that mm -hmm. means you're the only person probably doing it and you're gonna stand out. Two is easier to communicate and it saves time, which some of you are like, wait, videos take more time, but actually is wrong. So I'll give you an example. So one of the biggest accounts that I ever closed was due to a video proposal. I've been trying to get into this account forever all right and if you this company is a company that you all have used at some point and so i was like how do i get in front of this company and how do i close this deal because oh we had all the people internally we had like five people that wanted to go but the chief sales officer like would not want to take a meeting it's like we could not get her on the call so i was like you know what this is what i'm gonna do so i wrote out a proposal but then i did a video over it and i walked through this is the reason why you should do this training and then I shouted out the champions and the influences that I had. So I said, uh, hey, like, you know, whatever her name was. Thanks so much for watching this video. I have been talking with David, Sally, et cetera. And like, they've been giving me a lot of good context. And this is how I believe I can help your business based on this training. So I'd go through like what the current state was. I went through like what they were looking to accomplish. I went through how does this program accomplish it. I went through use cases on how it works. And then like how we're going to track those things moving forward. So the thing is from that video, she watched it and she just told the person that I was working with, like, yeah, let's do it. So we didn't even have to hop on a call. So the thing is, is that Katie says this, Kevin Dorsey, another another great person to follow, mm -hmm. says that the proposal is not for the person that you're talking to, it's the person that you haven't spoken to yet. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people create the proposal just to think they're talking to the person. It's like, no, I'm actually doing this because this is going to be able to talk to someone that I don't even know. Mm -hmm. And I just made a five to seven minute video instead of sitting in a 30 minute meeting. And when the business closes, when we do the onboarding, they're gonna be on the call anyway, so it, it's okay, right. right? And so that's the way that I use video is I will walk through proposals, I will handle objections that way, and make videos to articulate, here's what we're doing, here's how we're going about it. Sure. Um, so that's the way that I use video so that people see who I am, they know what I'm about, also, we're selling services, so they, they want to know who I am anyways. The service is selling yourself to a degree and your talents and your skills. So they need to see who I am. So it's especially important if you're selling services. But even with products, you can do walkthroughs. And I've yep. done that before uh, when I was at Terminus. So that's the way that I use video. Handling objections, 
doing proposals and then doing follow-ups. People are going to be able to see you. They can feel you. Uh, they're like, that's awesome. You don't have to hop on a call. And now that trust is actually going to accelerate faster. Mm. With what we do today, it's very similar. Uh, what I'll do, though, is I'm actually more interactive on my video um, than ever before. Like, I'm up to, like, maybe 400, 500 videos this year Wow. alone. Just And that's not even my content that I create. That's just, like, for that's the just, sales cycle. That's, that's like pitching. That's just communicating, pitching, et cetera. Because people can see you. That's what I'm just what I'm trying to tell people. It's like okay. when you you're gonna get on a call anyways. Yep. At some point. Yes. Why not accelerate that and start out or do something with a video throughout mm-hmm. the entire sales cycle? Mm-hmm. So I communicate with video. I walk people through things. So for example, what we what we do stuff is we do like scoping projects retainer deals, right? It's agency type model, but we treat it as more like a growth partner model. And so we got to walk people through what we're going to do as a delivery of work. You can just send them a document and let them figure it out, or you can watch, or you can do a video and walk them through what's going on. Mm-hmm. So now people are like, that makes sense to me. They can send it to their team. You, they, Now your conversations are happening internally that, that, like, that you're not even a part of, and people saw your video. Yes. And so I've been doing that more and more, and that's actually led to the majority of deals that I close is when I'm walking people through the video and I'm doing it that way. So it's just the best way to do a screen share without being in the meeting and without having the meeting. I love that, man. Like that to me is, is uh, we just talked about two things that sellers are reluctant to do, which is cold call and make videos. I think email, a lot of people like to hide behind and video takes work. It takes putting yourself out there. Um, and you know, he said he's sent over what, 500 videos. And yeah. the, the the thing also to note is like Morgan is a natural on camera. Like he's, he's a content creator. He's really good at this, mm-hmm. but a lot of you are probably better than you think. And if you mess up on a recording on loom or something, just send the video anyways. Like if you stumble yeah. over a couple of your words, it almost makes you more human. They're like the prospects, like, wow, this person's kind of like, normal they're not this crazy sales <laughs> polished person who has to like have well, it's every... humanity right you're, yeah you're, you're, it's it's creating a human touch right it's that's what the goal is you don't most people it's really really strange they talk like robots when they get into sales they do there's a lot of things I'm guilty that we of that sometimes but the, no i know i started yeah. it's like we say a lot of things that we would never say in real life yeah. When we're in sales. It's like like we would never say this. There's there's some weird terms for sure. Yeah, like, yeah, you know? And so I'm like, the video just makes it more normal. People appreciate you more. I'm not saying it's gonna automatically close more deals, but you will win more deals because you do it. Yeah, I mean, here's a weird stat for you guys, and I was very open about this, is like people because I had a couple viral videos go about me making cold calls, people thought that I was like really good at cold calls and that's where all my business mm-hmm. came from realistically that just wasn't the case. I had to make cold calls for my metrics, so I did. It wasn't something that I was like overly thrilled about or like I was my money maker. Mm-hmm. Well, what my money maker was was video. Like that's uh, when I was in SDR, I sent like a company record. I think I sent like 1400 videos in like an eight, eight month span. And um, 70% of my new booked meetings came from video. And so people were like, what are you doing? And yeah, it took a lot of work. And for sure, I would feel kind of my voice would be burnt out at the end of the day after all the videos. But yeah. but like I'd say if you're if you're if you're not if you're not cold calling or not prospecting with video, why not? Morgan just gave 
great great examples of how he uses video, him landing a big client. People will send your video off. People may not forward your email off or like they may forward your email off, but like what, who's really engaging with that? You can see opens and clicks on links. Of course. But with a video, you can see this person watched this much of the video. You can, And then it'll actually send you a notification of like this person at this, you know, uh, Katie at whoever, just watched your video and you're like, oh wow, let me connect with Katie on LinkedIn because I saw that she just watched my video. Right. And it becomes this like multi-step approach that video just created. So I, I really appreciate that share. So yeah, I mean, it, guys, if you're if you're listening, like this is really valuable stuff. Cold call, he gave you tactical advice to go from opener to talk about the psychology behind it, to talk about how he's used it kind of tried and true for all these years. Video, why not go ahead and try it? There's a lot of great opportunities for you to get new business. I think, um, you know, one last thing for you on, on this, and then we'll kind of work towards closing, is like, is there any channel that you feel like sellers aren't utilizing that they should be using? I don't, at this point, I don't think there's any new channel you're gonna go find. Um, unless you know how to use like, I don't know, like an owl or something from Harry Potter, unless you figure that out. Like, <laughs> I don't, there there really isn't. I think a lot of people ask whether there's a new channel. Like, what are you going to do beyond what's already there? Calling, emailing, direct mail, videos, LinkedIn social, going in person, these things have already been done. Yeah. So at this point, like even with Amp, like if we think about this too, it's like there's there's not like anything brand new or channel you're going to go find. And if you do, that's great. Talk to me about it. But like I've thought about this a lot. There isn't actually anything new you're going to go do. What you have to do is figure out how do I innovate within the channel that already exists? Yeah. How do I do something different with email? How do I do something different with calling? That's what you have to think about. Now you could say, oh, I can go Instagram and do stuff like yeah, but that's already, again, that's been done to a degree. So you have to think about what can I do differently and innovative inside of the, of the channels that already exist. That's the thought process you need to have. Look, looking for something new, like you're just not going to find it. No. Yeah. And this is, this is like, this episode's value packed, guys. And um, I always ask the guests two questions at the end. Uh, one's more personal for you. Uh, I guess, guys. We always want you to learn from Morgan, but we also want you to learn about him personally, right? We've kind of talked a lot about business, but Morgan, personally, just for you, like, who do you look up to in your life? Hmm. That's a good question. I, I think of, when I think of look up to people, I think it, it, there's like varying degrees of how you look up to someone and what you want to get out. Uh, I would say like the first and foremost answer is always my mom and dad, for sure. They just put us in a really good spot. So I have two younger brothers and they put us in private school, they gave us good education, they want us to succeed, and they did that. So I look up to them for making the sacrifice to be like, I'm gonna bet on our kids to do something great. Mm. And so I look up to that, cause like, they didn't really have to do that, but they did. So, uh, and yeah, my dad's awesome, my mom's awesome, I talk to him almost every single day, and I think that relationship is really important. Um, we both know this person, I'm actually going to his workshop next week, Patrick Bed David. So I just I just love the way that he carries himself because he doesn't have to do that no. at this point in his career. He doesn't really have to do the things that he does and how he carries himself. And I think every time I've seen him in every interview, it's just class. Like he's never trying to like take anyone down. Like, yeah, he'll have like deferring opinions and things of that nature, but he's always like on point. And I really respect that. And then this has been my guy since like literally day one, like Gary V. Like mm -hmm. 
he put me on to a lot of stuff. I met him three times in person. He really helped me start my first content piece, which was the SCR Chronicles. He like really pushed me to do it. And I always just respect the way that he just gets after it. Um, so if I had to look at people I look up to, it would be those people. That's a great list. I agree with yeah. all of them. And yeah. love that you mentioned your mom and dad first. That's yeah. that's that's how I am too a little bit where I kind of say, yeah. hey, I wouldn't be here without those two. So I yeah. love that. Uh, and then just last question for you. What's the number one mistake you see sales reps making right now in the software space? Hmm. All right, this is gonna be this is gonna be super controversial to a certain degree. Uh, but taking people's advice that are posting and not understanding why they're doing what they're doing. Uh -huh. So I could literally just share with you. I just gave you the psychological breakdown. That's the reason why I actually do that. I could tell you the intro without telling you the breakdown, and you'll just and most people will just go do it. But what happens is is that most people when they post something, me whoever, everyone's gonna start doing it. <laughs> So then it actually does not become the pattern erupt. What I tell people is you have to be married to the process and not the tactic. I gave you a tactical piece, but I also gave you the psychological breakdown. So you could take the breakdown I just gave you and come up with something for yourself that then becomes a pattern erupt. Yeah. And so most sellers are just looking for the silver bullet, the, the answers to the test, and that's the wrong way of looking about it. You have to understand why people do what they do to then figure out how it works with you. And that's the biggest mistake that I see people making. There's a lot of great people posting. There's a lot of good techniques. You need to understand why people do that. Not just because, oh, copy paste, that's not gonna work for you. That's fantastic. And before we close, I there that he's so right. If you listen and he gave psycho psychological breakdowns of words like moment, right? So now you don't take a cold call track and use moment different than his open room, but you still understand that moment could mean one minute, five minutes, 30 minutes. So it's psychological things that you guys can try instead of saying the classic, hey, do you have 30 seconds for my call today? You right. can say moment. So I really appreciate that. I mean, I think people are gonna be listening, at least if I was a new SDR, in SDR, whoever actually, they're gonna be doubling back on what he say there, let me listen back. So really good advice. And um, I have a gift. This oh, is, gift. It's, it's really small. small. Wait, no, we gotta, it's really yeah. small, but I wanted to give it to you. So it's uh, it's a, Custom golf ball. Ooh. And it's uh, okay. It says uh, official guest of the Sell That Sass podcast. I love this, man. And it's got the Arizona flag on it. Thank you so much. You know, I got a, I'm really good at putt putt. I'm really good at uh, top golf, but maybe I need to get on like the course. Maybe I need to take a step up. I think, okay. I, I, <laughs> especially if you moved to Arizona. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I got to get take out to the links. Uh, but no, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, bro. Golf, yeah. Uh, golf is big out here in AZ. So. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Sell That Sass podcast. Awesome time chopping it up with Morgan. Um, Morgan, where can people find you? Like, what's the common handle they can look you up on? Yeah, Morgan J. Ingram. I keep it super simple. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, et cetera. Uh, and then if you're curious, I'm like, hey, I want to take my content to the next level. Amp, uh, that's what we're doing. So you can check us out there. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right, cheers. <laughs>